Gets open for three. Dagger! The kick in, here it comes. Swag and a miss! And a World Series Game 7 winning Curly W is in the box. Washington Capitals are the 2018 Stanley Cup champions. You like that? You like that? I like that. Welcome in. This is Defeating the Curse. The Commanders have started their season at 1-0. I haven't seen Stevie in the flesh in uh, at least a couple of weeks now, but man, has the chat been active. Stevie, it's good to see you. Welcome back to the pod, Stevie. Always a pleasure, man. This is the only thing that'll get me sized at uh, 10 p.m. on a. I mean, you were so <laughs> excited. Did you cut your date short to, to come do this, or what, what? What did you do? Hey, 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 hey. that's uh, wait so for the. Come on. the hit, hit, we're recording now. Come on, come FP. On. It's good to see you too, FP. I, I, uh, I do hear more from FP these days, mainly because of the the Fortnite, uh, the Fortnite <laughs> crew, which uh, Stevie's holding out on, but. FP, I, you had a lot of thoughts about RG3 this morning, which I'm very excited to talk to you about. But um, let, let's just jump into it here, boys. The commanders are 1-0. Sam Howell almost died on the field. Should we start there? Should we start with the cards being dirty? Or is that uh, is that a little bit too uh, on the nose? I don't know if they were dirty. I don't know if they were dirty personally, but I mean, one guy did try to scissor scissor kick his head into the ground. FP, I know you were, you, you've got some thoughts on this, so maybe you, you, you go first here. It wasn't necessarily dirty. I, I They were just playing hard. Sam Howell definitely, after that hit where his head crashed into the into the field, and then we had uh, the, the ref went viral, popping up out of the ground like he was uh, the crypt keeper throwing the flag. Howell definitely struggled after that hit, and I'm pretty sure he's at like 65% concussed. And, and I think that's where <laughs> a lot of the things that we saw on Sunday that we didn't like came from the, the indecision making and holding onto the ball a little bit too long. Um, it I wasn't mean, overall, dirty. I, mean, I also, I don't believe in teams tanking. I don't think that's a real thing. Players nah, don't think front professionals, they want to get yeah. paid. They got, they got, you know, things in their contracts. They're trying to earn their money. I, I, I totally agree with you on that, but the, the first hit, you could say it was late. It was out of bounds, but it, it was more of a football play. The second one, there was two Cardinals players that kind of converged on him. Stevie, Stevie, how much did you watch of this game? Maybe we should. Hey, I, no. I can't assume you actually watched the game. So hey, did you watch I, this game, Stevie? Week one. Did you watch this? I watched every snap start to finish. And Joe, hey, don't don't get cute on the podcast. I've been siced for Sam Howell for a month now. There's nobody True. who's been more siced for Sam Howell than me on every chat. Okay. I was glued to it. And if you can I give you my overall impression? Yeah. of the game okay because i think i went through the 12 stages of redskins anonymous or, or whatever you know self-help thing that, that we go through is if throughout the game it was miserable they looked terrible against a terrible team right and it was just the old redskins it was just the old uh they can't protect the quarterback uh sam howell was holding the ball way too long quarterbacks holding the ball way too long didn't invest in the running game didn't stick to the running game he's a rookie what do you uh, want He's played like he's definitely he's definitely not a rookie. So let's let's be actually accurate. He's played two games. If he had that game last season to start the season as an actual rookie, you would have been you would have been ecstatic about it, right? You there was you couldn't be ecstatic about even anything good on Sunday because of who they were playing. 
because you couldn't name a front four pass rusher for the Cardinals because all you could think of is Buda Baker on their defense because they they have nobody I mean, still else. Professionals, I mean, they're they're still professionals. They're still they are trying to lose. No, no, no. The athletes are not trying to lose, and you still have the head coach. Gannon still came from the Eagles, who had a fantastic defense. He knows yeah. how to coach a defense. It was a Super Bowl caliber defensive coordinator we were going against, unlike JDR. I mean, the it also, like we said a hundred times, week one football is not real football. Maybe the well, Cardinals that, that, play that, that, hard that, and scrappy against everybody this year. That may Nobody have been knows. the best uh the best take in the uh in the offline chat was that week one football is not it's not football. Like you really can't learn that much given the shortened preseason, the way that, you know, it's almost the player management bit that I thought that was a great point actually. But I mean, Howell got, there's two hits that are, or two plays that are kind of like circulating all over Twitter or, or X or whatever it's called these days. Right? Like the first one was a football play. It was a late hit. It was out of bounds. The second one was not a football play, right? It was something out of WWE. Like the guy scissoring his helmet and snap, smashing him on the ground or trying to, like I don't know if that's just what something that bad football players do, or if they actually I don't I don't I don't buy into this like this bounty gate and the head hunting stuff. Like I don't, I don't know if that was legit, but no, that was just how how I, I I I remember turning at one point and and thinking or saying out loud like this guy can't slide. Why can't none of our none of our quarterbacks here can slide? Like I mean, we, did did we not have a similar problem once upon a time with RG three? And and I have many thoughts on his nonsense from this morning, <laughs> but. Um, him and Stevie's boy Grant got into it a little bit, so we, we can get uh, Stevie's take on that too. But I, you know, they they didn't look great on offense. Gibson, I'm sorry to say, as much as I, I cheer for him, you can't trust him with the ball anymore, especially especially between the tackles. Like you just can't. You gotta right. you gotta find a way. If you want him to be part of this team and part of the game plan, I think you gotta you gotta swing him open on like wheel routes. You gotta you know use him as a fourth you know pass catching option or screen him out. Like you can't just run him up the middle. Is that eight fumbles now for him? I think over over the last two seasons, like that's and these aren't coming like in in um in meaningless moments. These are coming. These are drive killers. I mean, these are yeah. these are backbreakers, right? And I do give the team a lot of credit for even after Howell's really bad fumble that turned into six points for the Cardinals or seven points. I, I give the team a lot of credit for coming out and and I think I think this is the first time we see Eric Bieniemy do something that is different from the previous administration like not closing out the half with you know just tucking his uh you know just tucking it and, and calling it a, calling it a half and go to the the the, the locker room I, I i 100% now if i had i was finishing that thought of they look terrible during the game but the more time goes away from that game it's like you know when you go out with that crazy hot girl right y'all seen the crazy hot scale okay you're in it, and she's completely insane. Completely insane. Okay, and then a couple of days go by, and you just all you can think of is how hot she was, and then the crazy. Then you start texting, whatever, and you think I can put up with that. So th that's what this feels like. Is a couple of days go by, and you're just like, you know what? That wasn't that bad. And Joe, you hit the nail on the head. Is uh, the, the the only thing you need to know about Sam Howell was after that atrocious fumble return for a touchdown atrocious he comes out and makes three throws to end that half yep. that are tie caliber like top tier throws Very one was good. the sideline uh, to curtis samuel another was a crosser where he stepped up in the pocket where he's getting pressure in i mean those are big time throws with right. a minute left in the half 
That tells you all you need to know about Eric Bieniemy. It tells you all you need to know about Sam Howell is that the confidence, the short memory, that was not a rookie quarterback. That was a, that was a guy who believes in himself, whose coaches believe in him, and has the ability to make really any throw on the field. And, and we saw that. And the so, arm strength is there. The decision-making is there. It's it's the protection that, that hurt him. It's the, the protection. protection. It was the, the drops from be. Logan Thomas. It, there are so many other things to focus on in that game than Howell's performance. Howell doing what he did for how much experience he has was not the issue. He's going to make mistakes, but this could have very easily been a Carson Wentz game where he throws four interceptions, right? But that's not what Howell did. Howell made his mistake. And like they said, all off season, all preseason, he shook it off. He learned from it. He moved on, right? So just like Stevie pointed out, Bad decision-making, sloppy, the mistake happens, and then he came out, and then he was sharp, and then he was hitting passes. He hit Dotson all the way down the left, and he's he's converting third and longs. Like He is not the issue. The issue is 1,000% the O-line, and it's, it's Wiley coming over from the Chiefs who couldn't do anything and needed three extra guys to help him block somebody from the Cardinals. It's Charles Leno did okay, but at, oftentimes would just get beat with like one single yeah, swim I, move I, or something. And this is I, again, and, and and to go to Steve's point, this is against the Cardinals. We saw what the Cowboys defense can do. We know what the Eagles defense can do. We are going to be in a world of hurt against premier defenses. Well, they get their first. Wait, Joe, 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 are you going to just ignore Mina, and are you going to ask him? Is he going to run for Congress against that Democrat? That's our boy, Mina. He, he, like, if we're talking about like the P1s of this show, the folks that have been listening literally to all almost 300 episodes now, he, I think he's at the top of the list. Is he going to break? Is he going to break some news tonight and announce his candidacy against that Virginia Congresswoman who's in the news? Does we'll go? I could talk about Susanna Gibson. You want to talk about Susanna Gibson? Mina, Mina has listened to more shows than me and Stevie. I know FP did some research. He's got a whole. He showed us his whole setup in the offline. <laughs> I'm sure there was some right Susanna Gibson, but I. I mean, I'm look. Mina's comment for those that are just listening to this and not watching. Sam Howell's the next Drew Brees, calling it right now. I will die on this hill. Uh, I, I think there's a few people on that hill, but I, I think that's a terrible take. I just he he's not like I think it's way too soon to do that. Like he's got the build, I suppose. TB you know TBD if he's got like the you know, the ability to process and read. I mean, Drew Brees was an elite defensive reader. I mean, I, I don't know what the correct term for that is, but the guy, I mean, he audibled like crazy. Did Sam audible out of one package on Sunday? Like, I know that's that's not one of those things that we watch for necessarily, but the offensive line is going to be a problem for sure. But I, I appreciate that they came out against a bad team, you know, with a minute or minute and change at the end of the first uh, first half and decided to just push the ball and let's see what they can do. Um, you know, I, I think they didn't target Terry enough. I mean, that that's maybe, maybe his, I'm actually uh, okay with that one. Maybe his injury. It was like a, an unofficial, yeah. Unofficial pitch count for him, I think is what we were dealing with. Yeah. I mean, I, I, Curtis Samuel, I think can still play in this league. I mean, uh, do you guys see it differently? I mean, he's more than serviceable. I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm impressed with how they were able to get him into space as well. But for me, the story on the offensive side of the ball, Howell, I mean, he looked like a guy who's played in two games, right? And I and I think, you know, in D.C., there was such a fever, like the hype around this team reached such a fever pitch leading up to week one. 
um, and and the homecoming and all the. Uh, by the way, was Champ Bailey like not allowed to come to the stadium beforehand? Like, I I, I want to buy into this, but like, was he not allowed to attend before? No, I'm sure it was just his whole agenda and anti Snyder and all that crap is why. Well, was he anti Snyder? I feel like everyone all of a sudden became anti. Like Portis, like Clinton was not anti. Yeah, it, it was just Clinton, a, it was, was a trendy thing to do back and forth all the time. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, so. You know, it was cool to see them together. I don't know if you guys saw that photo, but like two guys that yeah. were traded for each other, like that was kind of cool. Um, but, you know, but, was... but I'm sorry, Joe. There are certain facts that we can't avoid. Is that if this team plays the way they played in Week One, that's a five-six win team. I don't even think that. I think they're. I mean, if you if you give them yeah. the ball the way they did, they they struggle on offense. That defense showed up, and I and we should pivot here and talk about the defense yeah. a little bit in the second half. No, Stevie, they looked good. They looked good. Montez Sweat looked like can, he was. I can give you two sentences for the defense. The o, the the D line is world class, and it does not need Chase Young. And Cody Barton and our linebackers are hot garbage and got blocked out of every single play. If you look back at the game, our linebackers were nowhere to be found, and that's why James Conner was running all over us. And fake thousand-year-old Zach Ertz was catching everything known to mankind. Because we don't have linebackers, and I don't care what I don't I don't care what Ron says. I don't care what JDR says. We need real linebackers. We don't have real linebackers, and we're going to get smoked in the middle of the field without. I think Jamin's name got called uh, on the think on the first defensive play. And just think, the the thing that it took the defense an entire half to wake up, and for them to be like, "Oh shit, we actually need to try." And then you well, have Payne, well, you know, Allen, thing, or, or did they just unleash them in the second half? Like when, when I, I don't think. Then, then that's a stupid question uh, altogether. Why were they not unleashed in the first half? I mean, if, if any 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 analysis of the defense doesn't begin and end with J.K. Rowling or J.K. Dobbs or whatever the guy's name is, is like what are you basing that on? Right. They played against a third string quarterback that had without that, eyebrows. Yeah, I think he has a disease. He's got a thing. Okay, <laughs> like maybe I'm still gonna make no. So I, I'm saying I, I don't even know how you can actually assess it now. When you go up to Denver for a four o'clock game at Mile High against you know what looked like a decent Russell Wilson and a Sean Payton offense and the onside kicking and things like that. Well, now let's see what an, uh, that that team's gonna look like on the road. I, 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 maybe I'm jumping ahead here, but I think. You came out with a win, which is very good. Your fan base was energized. You got some home field advantage, which is a first. There was just a couple of fights in the stands, apparently. Uh, wait, wait, wait. I loved that. I love that they knocked out Ravens guy. It's disgusting. Why is he here? Don't, don't come here. Don't come here. Like I that, thought it was a preseason we... fight when I first saw it, but it was a week one fight. Yeah. yeah. That was a week one. Yeah, yeah. That it happened fantastic. on Sunday. Uh, he got served like the triple combo. Like that guy went down hard. Yeah, and the security didn't really seem to mind that much, uh, from what I saw. But I, I think Stevie, to echo your sentiments, I think they they did they came out with a win, right? And and like we'll we'll talk about like uh, you know top five and low five. They're, they're nowhere near the top five as far as you know, like really challenging here for even postseason. But they're still better than most of the bad teams, right? Like they they belong somewhere. Not to bury the lead. I've got them around like 12, 13, and I think that's where they're going to stay until that defense can put two halves of football together and Sam shows that he can 
you know, protect the ball a little bit better. There's a lot of like that, that running around that Mike Vick running around with the ball, just not protected. And Gibson, I, I just think Gibson is a bigger problem. I, I know people really like Brian Robinson jr. And he could certainly run, but he's, he's, if he's bruising, like for him to get to a hundred yards, he's going to need like 30 carries, right? He runs hard, but he's not an efficient runner at all. Right. I mean, he just doesn't have that breakaway speed. I mean, if, if you got leads and you're just grinding out yards, great. But they can't just move away from Gibson. Although right now he's I think he's he's probably the biggest question mark on the offensive side of the ball. I'll give you two thoughts and I'm done with the Reds. Uh, I'm done with them. You want to move on is um, I almost forgot one. Oh, uh, this evening, Lael Collins. I don't know how to pronounce his first name. There's an L and an A, and then there's an apostrophe somehow in the middle. Oh, Lael Collins was released from the Bengals. Premier offensive tackle. Ah, premier, I'm being nice. Yeah. Decent offensive tackle that could be an upgrade for us. He was removed off the pup list and then released by the Bengals. He's out there. If the team is serious about upgrading the offensive line, if they watch the same film that we watched on Sunday live, they got to make a move for it. Number two, Jacoby Brissett is on the Jets' radar. And there are conversations about that. I knew this was coming. This is, I'm it, saying it actually came in the chat too. What what could you get for Jacoby in a in a sign and trade or a, in just a trade situation? I mean, if what's there's more? if there's no line, if there's no, they are desperate. The Jets see a playoff team. What what is a fair price? Give me like what? Assuming you're trading for picks, right? They're not going to give away. I mean, I, I suppose if you could package him and Chase and get like. Hall, maybe, right? Or or sauce or something. Great, but that's not going to happen. So assuming it's just trading a pick for Jacoby, they don't, they're not going to give up a first for him. They don't have a second, I don't believe. I think it belongs to the Packers because of the trade. So like if you can get a third, I, I think you got to take it, but there's no way they offer a third for Jacoby. There's no way, Stevie. No, I'm saying if you get some depth on the O line, I'm actually I'm talking about a player, I'm not talking about a pick. Why would they give up a player though? They think that they're built for the Super Bowl, right? I mean, they, they think that they were going into last night. They were, they they felt like they were contenders. I, I just don't see them parting ways with players. We do not have the history where, where we should be talking about getting rid of our second QB. QB two is a very important position on this team, especially under the reign of Ron Rivera. We should be keeping Jacoby. Yeah, I mean, maybe by all maybe Heineke is on the Jets radar. Maybe that's the way they go. I mean, is Heineke going to be that much better than a than a Wilson? I mean, I, I don't know why everyone's so out on Zach. I mean, he yeah, I mean, that's some. I mean, he's still he's a young quarterback too, right? I mean, I I understand, but he's he's played like twelve games or fifteen games or whatever it is. Like he hasn't he's a, he's a terrible teammate. But Zach is the one that was linked to uh, players' moms. Zach Miller, everybody, yeah, everybody. Yeah. Okay, okay. <laughs> okay. Um, should we talk about Aaron Rodgers here real quick? I mean, I'm not. You guys aren't like huge Aaron. Rogers fans, am I uh, am I right or wrong here? I know Stevie loves him for uh, all the off the field uh, the hot takes, but I actually I, I appreciated him more after watching Hard Knocks. I thought, like as a football player, I don't care about personal life, Aaron. As a football player, he looked he looked the position right. He he had that the older experience, the coachability. He was teaching the other guys kind of a, a, a true and true alpha male leader. As far as it comes to that locker room, he's throwing that alpha tag around. Wow. Aaron's an alpha when it comes to to how he struts around that locker room. I mean, Steve, Stevie, what what was your initial thought uh, for for those that aren't aware? Stevie busted an Achilles uh, what three years ago now? 
Is that right? Uh, June 28th, 2021. Yeah, I see. I remember mine too. I, I did mine back in January of this year. So my my I, I actually almost threw up. And I was watching the, the game with the wife and they showed like the super, super slow-mo and you can see like the calf like recoil and and I, I was like, I can't, I can't watch the game anymore. Like, I, I know what this is. I, I've lived through this. I'm still recovering from it. What, what was your initial thought, Stevie? When you, uh, I mean, it. I didn't think it was Achilles at first glance, but like when, like, what, what was your initial thought and reaction to it? I mean, I mean, you're, we're younger than him by a little bit. You're, you're much younger than him. But mm-hmm. is he coming back from this, or is this, uh, is this a career? No, I think it's his career. Yeah, I mean, I didn't think it was an Achilles. I was actually watching with my oldest son. And uh, it looked like he just tweaked it, you know, something, whatever. And then you start hearing it on Twitter and stuff. And uh, But um, I, I, I don't think he wants to come back from this. Like, he's got his money. I mean, what's his, his contract is mostly guaranteed money right now. You know, like $75 million guaranteed? Something like that? Uh, why why would you want to come back from this? 72 seconds of football. And also, we know that... that he ain't going to do the traditional stuff. He's going to do some crazy ayahuasca thing. Uh, and Joe Rogan's going to be shooting him up in the butt or something. <laughs> so, it, 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 like, I, I don't know. Listen, I mean, I, I'm. How are you? Do you feel like you're back, back from your injury? Like, do you feel like do you still think about it now? Think, yeah, it's the mental aspect took me longer than the physical. Yeah. And I was, yeah, and, and and that's the same way I feel. I'm not. I'm nowhere near back to where I was when it when it was injured, but. I, like I have such tremendous respect for athletes like like Kobe and and, and Kevin Durant, right? These guys, makers. They they exactly they they popped it on the field or on the court. Kobe in particular, like took his free throws and like I, I can't fathom like how you do that because I I couldn't even roll myself off the court when it happened. <laughs> um, Did but, Clay? Like, Clay? Clay was the ACL. Uh, I think he yeah he was knee yeah yeah no 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 not ACL. Athletes. No, but like J.K. Dobbins went down with with mm-hmm. an Achilles. That that kid, I mean, I feel for him. The guy averaged. He's gonna. End, I think that's the end of his career too. He's gonna go down as a running back that averaged like damn near five yards a carry, but missed you know all of last season or the season before. He got back on the field last year, looked great. He looked good in preseason. He looked good for the Ravens in in quarters one and two. Achilles is gone. Like that. That's another one that you just like that injury in particular. Like with football, like maybe like you could say with basketball. I don't know. Like it seems like it's an impossible journey back for either in either case. But Aaron's older, and like you said, does he like does he need like is this a legacy thing? Because that's what uh, I'm saying is I don't know. Like you look at like a Cam Akers. Cam Akers tore it in July. Was playing in the Super Bowl in February. But there is a maniacal like journey back that a person who has options. Cam Akers doesn't have options. He's got he's got to earn a paycheck. Aaron Rodgers has got options. He can go sit next to Pat McAfee on his show. He can hang out with Joe Rogan once a month. He can go get He's back together with Olivia Munn. Like he, I mean, he can do whatever he wants. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know why. It's, would- it's the pride of, of Aaron Rodgers. I don't think he wants to go out that way from the league. I think he wants to have that Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, tour of the teams kind of farewell season where he gets to ideally seal it with a trophy. He he's he's going to be too proud to go out not the Tom Brady way. I, I don't know if I And he's going to want to get welcomed for... back to Green Bay and all that good stuff like Sure. I I don't know if I buy that the Jets were that close even with him to be very honest. I I think their defense was good. I think they have questions at running back. Maybe some of those were answered. 
but they're, I don't know if they were even with him, the, the best team in the AFC, right? I know, yeah, I, I know, Eddie, I know the Bengals completely laid an egg, and I know like the, the Dolphins looked good, the Chargers looked good. Like, are, were they contenders if he comes back a year later? Like, can he do it? Maybe. I, t- I would say if I'm, you know, if I'm betting on it, I think, I think it's a career. I think he finds a way to, you know, enter the broadcasting realm. Um, and FB, you brought up Brady. And of course that was like the first, like all the <laughs> trolls immediately on Twitter were like, Hey, Brady would fit perfectly in the system and blah, blah, blah. Uh, there's a 0%. Whatever the odds are that he would not do this. I'll take that. I'll, I'll empty my life savings on that bet. There's no chance that Tom Brady unretires, gives up his ownership stake in the Raiders to play quarterback for the Jets. There's just no freaking way. Um, I think the so Jacoby thing is did. interesting, but I think they're going to ride it with Zach. I don't think they have another choice. Like, there's no one off the street that they can go sign. Although RG Ryan, Carson Wentz, Ryan, Matt Ryan is an interesting one. Um, another guy that no one's talking about, Philip Rivers. Like, I know he's a couple seasons now removed from the league, but. Could he come in there and just throw the ball? I think so. I mean, he he so, was immobile when he was still playing, so definitely. I, I feel like we, we need to at least address Stevie, your boy Grant and uh, RG three got into it a little bit today. I don't know how closely you were following it, but RG three never misses an opportunity to insert himself into an available quarterback slot. Him uh, and Cam Newton, like all, all the time, all the time. Grant definitely trimmed the clip. Right. I mean, it wasn't the full clip, but RG3 generally goes out of his way to say that he can still play and he probably can. But there, again, there's no chance. chance. Say, there's no chance. There's no chance. He couldn't, like he couldn't play here. He couldn't play in Cleveland. He couldn't play in Baltimore. RG3 is a goon. Although I did. I'm still mad that he was featured in our homecoming video. No, listen, listen, listen. Hold on, hold on. You, you, the three of us have like memories of the glory years, right? Even like yeah. Gibbs one and Gibbs, some of Gibbs two. That's fine. Everybody that's like under thirty years old, all they know, if you somehow for some reason are cheering for this team, RG three is your your most recent, relevant, meaningful memory of a team that doesn't suck, right? I mean, it's when was the last time a team won twelve games? Right, it was RG three season. I, I don't like the disrespect of. They didn't Kirk. win twelve games with RG three. No, Kirk was my guy, although he. Oh, you want to talk about? It. Nobody gets hit more playing quarterback <laughs> in the NFL than Kirk Cousins. This guy, I mean, it, was that the upset of the week? No. The no. Giants. You just put the Giants. The Giants. The poopy Giants uh, losing shutout. No, I was going to say Browns Bengals. Uh, I mean, the can't Browns really be an upset if the Browns have Burrow's number. They always beat Burrow. I think six of seven. Should we let, let's talk top five, low five. I mean, I know you guys at this point, I'm sure you've seen everything. I, I'll give you mine. Then you give me yours. Okay. I'm going to go. Let's do low five first. This is just the, the teams I, I think are going nowhere. They stink. And you know, I, I, I will not watch them if they're on TV or even if I have to, I'll turn it off. Cardinals for me are, are dead last. If you cut your quarterback going into the season, you clearly don't care to win games. Say what you want. I, I think they're the worst team in the league. Panthers looked really bad. Uh, Adam Thielen is not a real receiver anymore. He's not a he's not an NFL receiver. Bryce Young is going to struggle a lot. He's tiny, also. I mean, he's. I feel like most defensive ends could pick him up and throw him to the sideline if they if they really wanted to. Texans, another rookie quarterback. Not really sure what to make of them. They didn't run Damian Pierce at all. They didn't look great. Um, the Bears look really bad. I think anybody who's still tugging <laughs> on the Justin Fields uh, thread. I don't know what the hell you're watching. He that team is trash. 
he cannot play quarterback in the NFL. And then finally, the Titans. And this one, you know, maybe maybe I'm being a little bit too critical here, but they've got too many reasonably available, goodish um, receivers, tight end, etc. That they they can't stink the way they continue to stink. Like they're they should be better than they are. Anyway, those are those are my bottom five, and I got the Commanders somewhere around that 12-13 range. Um, we'll see how they fare with, against the Broncos. Um, is your list different than mine, Stevie? Any teams you want to omit, throw on there? Do the Giants belong in the bottom five, considering how they lost at home? I don't think they do, because I think Dallas is in my top five. So I, 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 you can't fault them for getting whooped by an incredible team. Um, I mean, I think it was all those guys that started rookies, right? I think Anthony Richardson you know, struggled in Indianapolis, Bryce Young played decent in Carolina, but I mean, I think these teams are going to struggle all year. I agree with the Justin Fields thing. I think he hasn't shown the progression that he needs to, uh, and they, they could be stuck there. And I think I like the Tennessee call. Cause like, where do you go? If Ryan Tannehill, I mean, maybe, you know, if you say, okay, it's time to move on from Tannehill, maybe you do give the jets a phone call and see, but I mean, it's clearly, Ooh, that's they're awesome. not taking steps forward. I mean, that's the thing with these, these you, you go all in on these quarterbacks and you know, you, we see Tannehill can make a run to the playoffs. They can be a couple of plays away from a super bowl, but when it starts going South or it's stuck in neutral with a Justin Fields, with a Tannehill, with, you know, even a Russell Wilson, then it's like, where do we go from here? You're almost kind of in purgatory in some of these places. So I think as the season goes on, we're going to see some of those teams really stuck in purgatory that went all in on a quarterback that are really rethinking their decisions. Fair enough. FP, what's your bottom five? Or who you got in there that we don't have? Um, I would drop Browns below the Cardinals just because of how much they've given up for fields. They traded the 32nd Bears. overall pick. Bears, Bears, for- Bears, Bears, Bears. Bears, sorry, Bears. They uh they traded the thirty second overall pick for Chase Claypool, who's getting fried on oh, the internet right that now. Dude did not want to play football on he Sunday. He did not want to be on that field. He's getting fried, and it's just that is an organization. They had every opportunity to just come in there and say, "Jordan Love, who," and then flip the script against the Packers, and all they did was just empower the Packers and made everybody think, "Okay, maybe Jordan Love is the next." iteration of far rogers love qb train it's how, possible how it is to have a stability at that position right i i I would, I would love that but uh the cardinals yeah we hit on that the texans yeah the colts they're probably gonna be four after mm-hmm. those three just everything you do with jonathan taylor you you clearly need him and you fumbled that and then it took you a quarter and a half to injure your brand new shiny quarterback toy where he, his knees he looked, hurt he or whatever. He almost had a second rushing touchdown, right? That would have, he's not going to last the whole season. He's, he's going to well, get hit I mean, too much. Gotta, yeah. He's got to learn to protect himself. And there was yeah. uh Trevor Lawrence actually talked to him after the game and said something to that effect. You know, you gotta, you gotta, right. learn, to, yeah. you gotta learn to take these hits a little bit better. Um, speaking of them, well, b- before I give you my, my top five, um, I may have just, well, oh, my, my last one is the giants, by the way. You're just not buying the money that you gave Daniel Jones. Like you got uh, whooped forty to zero. I don't care. I don't care that you have coach of the year. You were playoffs last year, forty to zero. 
you couldn't even get into field goal range. And when you did, you gave up a touchdown. Like that is, and it was prime time and it was the blue out and everybody suddenly mm-hmm. thought that the giants were going to be legitimate 40 to zero. Yeah. I mean, Dak that's, did that's, nothing. Dak didn't have to do anything. Turns out that's the, the best way to win a game in the rain is just don't do anything. Yeah. I mean, that yeah. defense is where, where do you, where do you have the commanders FP? I got them somewhere around 12, 13. Is that kind of where you pegged them as well? A little bit higher, a little I, bit lower. I, I'd probably drop them to like 15. Um, okay. I think we'll very see. easily we'll could more. move up, but 15 yeah. for now. Stevie, where do you got the commanders? Yeah, I don't know how they could be in the top half of the league. They they barely beat, we all just agreed, one of the worst teams in the league. So, yeah, I think they're in that 15 to 20 range, and I think that's generous. Okay, Let, let's pivot here, go top five. Um, I'm going to give them to you. I'm just going to go one down the list instead of uh, trying to make it dramatic. I got the 49ers at the top, but it really close number two, Cowboys. That is probably the most complete team and complete performance that we saw. Um, yes, weather factored in, and that's the only reason I'm, I'm going 49ers a little bit higher. 49ers are loaded at receiver. They are they are loaded. I mean, they've got a tight end who's a little gimpy, but he's going to be okay. They've got the best running back in football. They've got a, a stout defense. And they've got a really good coach. So 49ers for me, number one. Cowboys right behind them at two. I like the Eagles, even though they took the foot off the gas um, against the Patriots. That That's a complete team. They've got four serviceable running backs, uh, at least three and a half right now. Um, I, at four, I'm going to go Dolphins, and it's uh, it's just it's really hard to take your your eyes off the screen when when Hill is on the field. It's it's incredible what he can do when you put the ball in his hands. It's just unreal. And then honestly, I struggled with number five here. I, I was going to go Lions because I was really impressed with them on opening night, but I'm going to go Jacksonville. I think Trevor Lawrence, that that Lawrence and Ridley connection is going to be like a fantasy monster, but a real life monster too. And Etienne is a talented running back that people forgot about because he missed so much time last season. So uh, Niners, Cowboys, Eagles, Dolphins, Jaguars, and the Lions on the bubble at six looking in. That That's my top five plus one bonus. FP, is your list different than mine? Uh, I would drop Eagles to five and move okay. dolphins up just because they lost too much after the super bowl run there's a target painted on them at least in the nfc and i still kind of think jalen hurts is fraudulent i i just don't buy into him all the way yet i think he has amazing weapons but he, he did it against the patriots right Un, untimely turnover just like he did in the super bowl kind of some stupid mistakes here and there and I just think the the luster and the 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 praise that he's getting is going to wear off sooner than later. And they lost way too many pieces and coordinators and coaches. They're still complete, but I'm dropping them to five. Um, okay. I just I just don't buy them. Stevie, I do like the Jaguars though. That's the a Jags, good pick. Jags look they look good. Jags at four is is pretty solid. Niners, Cowboys, Dolphins, Jags. I think that's that's the correct order. I mean, I, I think we're burying the lead here is that I, I'm with you, Joe, for the most part, if I remember correctly. But the, the real storyline is that the lowly NFC, the AFC just had all these juggernauts, all these powerhouses that were going to come through with all these incredible quarterbacks. I agree with you. I think the, the NFC is coming out of week one looking like the juggernauts. And you know what it's really all attributing to is all those teams, what do they have in common? 
they have some incredible front fours and and front sevens. And you look at, I think I do put the Eagles in there, not because of Jalen Hurts, but another Jalen on the other side of the ball is that rookie defensive end that they stole in the first round, Jalen Carter, who's a beast, who looked incredible. You know, and then you, you got San Francisco with Bosa, and then you got the Lions with their kind of brand of defense and smash mouth football. And, uh, you know, so I think, and then the Cowboys. I just, I love the way the Cowboys are built. Micah Parsons is everything Chase Young is not. I mean, everything. I don't, I, 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 we made it this far. We made it 37 minutes without talking about Chase. I mean, <laughs> it's he, the, he is a bust they, of all they, busts. I'm they sorry. Get, they gain nothing. They actually are in a worse position because they have to deactivate someone to, to call him up or bring him in. I, just thank God. You know what? I would forgive. Chase Young needs to make an eight-second video and just repeat those words. Micah Parsons is everything I am not. <laughs> and I will absolutely say, you know what? That's cool. It's all right. I get it, bro. I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm a, I mean, I wish I was other people too. It, it's I just I want I want to sneak in one last thing here before we wrap up. Notably missing from the top five, top six, top seven. I, I don't think you could put the Chiefs in there without Kelsey, and I don't think you put the Bengals in there right now. I know Burrow signed his massive deal. Um, the Bills too. I mean, Josh Allen looked horrendous. He looked he looked like the Josh Allen from his rookie year and his sophomore campaign. He he didn't know where his receivers were. He looked panicked. He, he looked rushed. I mean, I was I was shocked. I was shocked. And, okay, but. Joe, having said all that, FP, give him your line about week one. Yeah, week one's not real football. Not By real. week six, we could say the AFC which, East. Which one of those the, three teams do you think uh, is is most likely to return to form, to last season's form? The Bills, the Chiefs, or the Bengals? Bengals. This is why I'll tell you the Bengals. They have the team. They just needed to kind of shake off the rust with Burrow because he was injured in the preseason. Chiefs and Bills have a bigger issue, and they need to go out and sign an elite receiver to help them, right? The Bills need a a, a solid wide receiver, too, and the Chiefs need literally anybody that's a receiver. Uh, I agree with you. I think it's the the Bengals are most likely to recover. I think the Chiefs are in the biggest trouble because without Kelsey, I mean, Kelsey's a wide receiver. They they can't run the ball, and they can't throw the ball nearly as effective. They had... had, what was it? Eight drop passes on eleven attempts at one point. Like the receivers, just the ball's hitting their hands. They're just not catching it. Like they're they're in trouble. Uh, I mean, that's not a enemy thing, and I don't, that's not an Andy Reid coach them up thing. Like they just don't have talent at the receiver position. Right. The Bills are they, they let too much talent leave. I, yeah. I put money that the Bills will have the best record of those three teams by the end of the year. I think they got caught up in a weird situation. Probably took their foot off the gas when Rodgers went down all that mystique of New York and it was also nine 11, all that kind of stuff. I mean, I think they will be fine. They almost actually won the game. Um, I think the bills will be fine. Uh, okay. I mean, jo- Josh Allen, he didn't look good, Stevie. Um, he didn't look good. Yeah, but, but the truth is next week, he's probably going to look like an MVP quarterback and have five passing. Touchdowns. We'll see. I mean, there, there are one Stefan Diggs, you know, tantrum on the sideline away from complete collapse. They also don't have a running back there. Like they've got a committee situation there. Their defense seems to have regressed. I mean, they they just didn't look good. They didn't look good. But you know, as you said, FP, it's not real football or it doesn't count. Week one, you can't really you know conclude anything. Um, Stevie, you mentioned nine eleven. I, I twenty two years is a 
as a long time. I mean, it, it dates us. I mean, I still vividly remember what we were doing that morning. And I, I was teasing this in the green room before we fired up the, the pod. Do you remember what happened in D.C.? I'll give, I'll give you a couple clues here. But do you remember what happened in D.C. on September 10th, 2001? Well, I know the Rumsfeld press conference, but we won't get into that. Okay. Um, I was waiting. That was the, no, there's no Rumsfeld. Nobody know who Rumsfeld. Nobody know who Donnie was in before 9-11. Donnie announced they I'll couldn't find $2.3 trillion. Was, we won't get into that. It was it was a big sport. I mean, it was a huge sports story. I'll give you I'll give you a clue, but I know you're gonna get it right away. I mean, it was a Tuesday morning, so I'm assuming you're referencing it, it must was have been a, a Redskins Monday night game. No, it was a wizard story. Did Jordan decide to come back? Yeah, on, on Jordan, Monday, on September he, he, 10th. He bought Jordan the announced, team? No, Jordan announced he was coming out of retirement to play for the Wizards on September 10th. The news I'm going to need a fact check on that. Where's LP? The newspapers yeah. on the, the Washington Post on the front page of, the nine, of September 11, 2001, the front page of the newspaper was Jordan saying, I'm coming back. And it was, it was his grand announcement that he was returning to basketball. Of course... Nobody was paying attention to that after you know nine a.m., but like for that's just it's like burned into my mind. Well, I'm gonna need a fact check on that, and if that comes out true, that's an incredible get, Joe. Okay, you. I mean, Jordan's your guy. I'm surprised you don't remember it. I'm surprised you don't remember it. I mean, there's a lot of things that happened that day, so I, I, it's just I, I remember I remember it so vividly. I remember picking up literally the USA Today at McDonald's. And it was Jordan coming back. And this is, I mean, there was no podcast then, right? Like we were still reading. There's no Twitter. There's no social media. Like we still read the newspaper and it was the front page news everywhere. Jordan Where did Jordan live when he was playing for the Wizards? The Ritz Carlton. Sports Club LA. That's right. He's right. Got you. Come on. Listen, we, we, we play it humble here, but we, we know ex- we know everything. We Who know used everything. to run ball there is, do you remember Ed and Charles O'Bannon? Of course, UCLA boys, the O'Bannon brothers. That's right. They're the ones that see. Are we going to pretend like we didn't play with uh, with Kwame and Chris Paul? Uh, I, I was I was going to leave that for, for gonna, next time. We're going to pretend. <laughs> yeah, way before Gilbert Arenas came in here with all his guns, we were doing other stuff here. We were uh, we were locked in. I mean, that was, was twenty two years ago, man. It's uh, you know my my kids now are are you know they're getting to an age where they can they can, I think they can understand it, but like they. There's no way to relay that morning um, as somebody who grew up in D.C. And I think I was a, was a sophomore in college, I think. Um, it's crazy. It's such a long time ago. But anyway, never forget. I know uh, I don't think FP has any. FP looks like he's left the chat here. He's uh, no, I'm fact checking you. It looks, it looks like that that Jordan pool might not be 910. It might be 925. Oh, Jim. no, it's 100% <laughs> I'm, 910. I'm sorry. I don't it's think it's 100% 910. Just keep doing research into Susanna Gibson. Please. <laughs> Be prepared for the next pod. Stevie, any last thoughts? Let's put a bow on this. Uh, incredible UFC fight on Saturday. Congrats. Sean Strickland, middleweight champion. One of the biggest upsets in UFC history. We ain't giving any love to that. If the Tate brothers and the Logan brothers do a tag team, a tag team boxing match. Who are you taking? Um, I'm taking. I I'm, taking I'm not even taking the. I'm not taking. I'm not taking both Tates. I'm taking one Tate. Just Andrew. Oh, Andrew will kill both of them. <laughs> I hate the Paul brothers. Okay. <laughs> FB, any last thoughts? Any uh, any parting words? Yeah, it's gonna go back to Chase and how he's a bust. 
And I need somebody to explain to me how a doctor over Zoom can decide that your stinger is not good enough to play football. A doctor over Zoom gave him the decision. How many how many more games will he miss this season in a row? Over under 1.5. He doesn't come back before week six and looks terrible. <laughs> you're, you're way down on him. He's trash. Okay. All right. Well, thank you, FP, for making time. Stevie, appreciate your insights as always. Happy football, gentlemen. My name is Joe. This is Defeating the Curse. You can find this show anywhere you get podcasts. It'll be uh, available shortly if you watch live and want to rewatch it or re-listen. That'd be great. If not, catch us next time. Until then, we are out.